You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. When we think of the apocalypse, we imagine the end of the world, and that's that. But Craig Childs, in his new book, Apocalyptic Planet, Field Guide to Everending Earth, believes differently. You're writing about the end of the world, my mom asked, as I rubbed her hands. That's what you're working on now? Kind of, I said, eyes still scanning the foam-waved rollers, seeing them gone. I, I don't like thinking about that sort of thing, she said. Do you really think it's going to happen? What? The end of the world. It's always happening. She frowned at me, a face of many words, most saying, don't get smart with me. Child's book is a survey of current landscapes that reveal apocalypses in the distant past. But he reminds us that the word itself means more than the end of the world. I go back to the original definition from the Greek where it meant the peeling back of layers and revealing what is underneath, often referring to a mystery that's hidden. And yeah, you know, smashing the planet with an asteroid, that, that peels back some layers and you see what it's about. I think that these landscapes that show dramatic changes, they peel back the layers of human understanding. With this book, I'm trying to use apocalypse as we see it now, as this idea of catastrophic destruction, as a tool to see how this planet really behaves. Apocalyptic Planet calls itself a field guide and offers lots of fascinating information. But Childs puts storytelling first to create a compelling narrative. I feel like it should read like a novel. It should have all those elements of classic storytelling. I want to bring in the characters. I want to bring in a sense of movement so that you're kind of carried through it. Childs has lots of experience traveling in extreme landscapes, which sometimes leads to an entertaining level of overconfidence. You know, there is an element of craziness to it. When we crossed the Atacama Desert in South America, on the day that I was flying out, I, I went, oh, this, you know, this is a fairly serious expedition here. Um, let's see, what do I have? And just opening up my pack and throwing things in it, and I packed for probably about an hour for that whole trip that trip that the book starts with, Sonora, Mexico. I think for the food packing, we just we stopped at an Asian market in Phoenix. We were just grabbing things off the shelves. We didn't even know what they were. And some of them were just horrific. And, and you know, just saying, do we have the right balance of protein to carbohydrates? Yes. Okay, let's go. Childs offers readers a new perspective of the world by creating a deeper sense of time. You, you spend time in the natural world where you see erosion and tectonics and all these processes going on around you. So you're not just thinking about time here and now. You're thinking about how long it takes for a mountain range to appear and how long it takes for it to erode away. And time for me just takes on all these different elements. The human life, these moments we live in, but also the much bigger stretches going out to the evolution of the planet. Human lifespans seem small in relation to geological time, but that does not diminish our ability to impact the planet. The major forcing mechanism of change right now on the planet is humans. There is nothing that is bigger than us. We are outside of cycles. We are an episode. We are a thing coming in like an asteroid, like a volcanic eruption. We are something that is significant and standing out in geologic time. Craig Child's new book, Apocalyptic Planet, Field Guide to Everending Earth, offers readers the unique opportunity to live through the end of everything and then reflect on the reading experience afterwards. With Time to Read, I'm Rick Pleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. 
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.